What is going on guys and welcome to Ring Rope Roundup, episode 3, Wrestling and More's podcast. Thank you all for tuning in again, I appreciate it so much. Well, with Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble firmly in the rear view, and with Fastlane fast approaching, with possibly one of the most intriguing main events in uh, um, Goldberg and Kevin Owens for the Universal title... It is an interesting time to be a wrestling fan. It's certainly an interesting time to be a fan of SmackDown Live, with Elimination Chamber throwing quite a few interesting booking decisions on behalf of the WWE. But, all in all, a good show. I think it was saved by the main event. But, I'll be posting a review podcast later this week. To be perfectly honest, simply because I want to wait until after Tuesday's SmackDown Live. I know that's cheating slightly, and I know it'll probably change my opinion of some of the things that happened in the event, but that is what I'm doing. Um, I can't get a podcast done for um, for the Elimination Chamber review in time. Plus, like I say, I do want to see what SmackDown Live do with it. So, in this episode, I'm going to do something quite unprecedented. Unprecedented? Unprecedented. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, sounds right. Um, I'm going to look at WrestleMania 33, after all, as the WWE keep uh, shoving down our throats. We are on the road to WrestleMania 33. So, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to look at the matches that are already locked in for the event. And what we are going to do is, I am going to try and predict, rather than the results... I'm going to predict now, it is the 14th of February, I am going to predict what the card, the final match card for WrestleMania 33 is going to be like. Okay, it's a long shot and some of the matches are gambles, let's put it that way. But I'm fairly happy with my decisions and looking on it as a whole, I would definitely want to watch WrestleMania 33. My interpretation of WrestleMania 33, anyway. Briefly looking back, I mean, I watched WrestleMania 32 on the network over the weekend, and it hasn't aged well. I mean, I know it's only a year old, but looking at it, it's not a great pay-per-view at all. I mean, there's some moments that got a pop. I mean, Zack Ryder winning the Intercontinental Championship um, was pretty much my only highlight. I mean, to be honest, the main event was was dismal, as any wrestling fan would tell you. It's awful. Uh, the Rock beat, beat Eric Rowan in six seconds, so it was pretty pointless, The Rock turning up. The League of Nations, who were a nothing faction throughout their entire existence, defeated The New Day, who were one of the most over teams in WWE. And Charlotte won the Raw Women's title. Well, as it was known then, just the Women's Championship, even though, quite clearly... Everyone was rooting for Sasha Banks. But, I digress. Obviously, WrestleMania 32, the WWE were combating a whole host of injuries, all which happened at the wrong time. Um, and I'm sure they had the best laid plans, but they didn't cover themselves well, to be perfectly honest. And the least said about the Undertaker-Shane McMahon match, uh, the better. Save one spot, it was a terrible match. And uh, I think everyone would agree on that, to be perfectly honest. Though, I would prefer Shane to stop trying to kill himself, uh, as he proved against Survivor Series, where he nearly got speared out of his shoes by Roman Reigns in one of the best spears I've ever seen. But, 
WrestleMania 33, WWE, with the exception of Finn Balor and potentially Seth Rollins, um, though Seth Rollins, it's being highly publicised at the moment that he will be back for WrestleMania, which is good news for him. I'm really happy for him. It's also good news, obviously, for the WWE. He's a huge draw, always will be. He's an excellent in-ring technician, so hopefully he'll be back in time to, for his for his match against Triple H, which we all know is going to happen. Um, and obviously, with those two exceptions, they've got a clean bill of health of their main stars. So the WWE don't have the excuse they had for WrestleMania 32 for this to be a bad show. And it can't afford to be a bad show. With Wrestle Kingdom 11 being the absolute pinnacle of wrestling pay-per-view, WWE have got to match it. They just they just have to. Otherwise, they are going to face a lot of people just deciding, I'm not going to watch this anymore. I'm going to go to New Japan and watch New Japan. Um, I'm not a massive follower of New Japan myself, but I watched the uh, Okada Kenny Omega match, and it was incredible. I, I it was six stars, absolutely. Um, I thought it was an absolutely amazing match, and the storytelling in the ring was amazing. WWE, you've got to perform in this pay per view. And like I said, with that in mind, I have with. Some of the ideas being bought from the storytelling that the WWE have done. I think that the build-up to WrestleMania is going well. Some interesting things, as, as per usual in the WWE. But, all in all, I am excited. So, without further ado, okay, here is what I think the predicted card is going to be from top to bottom. Okay? I've put it in an order, <laughs> looking at the order now, I'm not sure about some of it, but this is what I think. So, to start with, the pre-show. Um, having a pre-show at WrestleMania is ridiculous when you consider that the event is almost five hours long. Um, I don't think you need two pre-show matches when an event is that length, but nevertheless. First pre-show match is going to be a triple threat for the Cruiserweight Championship. Now, obviously Neville, is he's been a breath of fresh air in that Cruiserweight division. He's elevated it to something near worth watching. I think if Neville hadn't have been inserted into the Cruiserweight division, the Cruiserweight division would have collapsed by now, uh, even with 205 Live. But I still don't think, even with Neville, people are that bothered, to be perfectly honest. So... This is why it will go in the pre-show. Plus, when you hear the rest of the card and when you look at the potential matches that WWE are looking at putting on, there's just no room for it in the main, on the main show. So, triple threat between Neville, who will go in as champion, Jack Gallagher and Rich Swan. Um, Rich Swan's just returned from injury or will be returned from injury. Um, Jack Gallagher's fantastic. Absolutely love him. I thought he was brilliant during the Royal Rumble. And just in general, I think he's brilliant. Plus, he's English. So, win for us. And Neville, again, English, fantastic talent, horrifically underrated, but he is champion now. I think that would be a good match, to be perfectly honest, between the three of them. I think they could produce some absolute excellence, as long as the match doesn't end with another bloody submission move. Okay? They're cruiserweights, let them do flippy stuff. That is what the division is for. Let the rest of the main card decide itself through submission matches. That is not the point of a cruiserweight division. Okay? Just do it, please. 
Pre-show match two. Possibly, people will go, why is this on the pre-show? I'm going to have the match for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. I'm going to have American Alpha going in as champions versus the Usos. Um, I think the end of the Tag Team Turmoil match where the Usos, the Usos were fantastic, by the way. Really enjoyed that. Where they beat down on American Alpha before the Ascension came in. Um... I think that that has set up a program between the two, and obviously SmackDown Live has got seven weeks now without a pay-per-view, so it's got the time to really let that feud kind of fester and build on it. I'd like to see the Usos get the titles, to be perfectly honest. Um, not because I don't believe in American Alpha, I think American Alpha are brilliant, but I think the Usos are such good heels, I think it would be fantastic. Um, but I think they put on an excellent match. I thought they put on an excellent match at um, at Elimination Chamber. And it was only short with it being the Tag Team Turmoil match. But I thought they were brilliant. And I think, much as we don't want to say it, and much as I know that Raw will get a lot on the main card, as you will see, I just don't think that the SmackDown Tag Team Championships are as prestigious as the, the Tag Team Championships, the Raw ones, but the actual Tag Team belts. I just don't think it's as prestigious. So that's why I'm putting it on the main on the pre-show. I'll probably regret that because I imagine American Alpha and the Usos have put on a fantastic match. But I just I can't fit them on. If I could fit them on, they'd be on the main show. Absolutely. But I can't, so I'm not going to. We get to the main card. Now I know it has been rumoured we're gonna start the main show with the women's SmackDown tag, the women's SmackDown title. Sorry. Now, as we know, Naomi's going to go in as champion in her home state uh, for WrestleMania 33. I thought well deserved. A little bit out of left field. Didn't really know how to react when she first got it. I didn't pop. Not gonna lie. Um, it's nice to have an underdog story, but I thought Bliss was doing some fantastic work. I think over the seven weeks. That obviously uh, SmackDown have got between now and WrestleMania. I think that Alexa Bliss will have a rematch and she'll lose. So I have got down as the first match of the main show. Naomi versus Mickey James for the SmackDown title. And I think Mickey James will do it. Um, she ate a pin on Sunday's Elimination Chamber against Becky Lynch in quite an underwhelming match I don't really see what Becky gains out of the out of the win Mickey James in my opinion should have won and I did predict Mickey James to win I did terribly with my predictions if you watch the prediction video but I'd have Mickey James take it I'd have Mickey James take it and then I get take get her to run with it like Alexa Bliss was doing um but I'd have Mickey James win it Naomi might get it back or you know, it could be Nikki Bella before she retires or whatever, but I would have Mickey James win it after this match. Number four, number four, match four, match two of the main card, the Raw Tag Team Championships, and I'd have this to be a triple threat. I'd have the club, who at the moment are champions, obviously, this could all change with Fastlane. I'm recording this before Fastlane, so it could change. Hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't. I hope the club state champions get into WrestleMania because if not, what was the point in the transition between Cesaro, Sheamus, and the club? Please just let them go into WrestleMania as champions. Look at their body of work. They deserve it. Um, I'd have the club gain as champions versus Enzo and Cass. 
because why not? Tell me you don't want to hear my name is Enzo Amore being shouted back by the near 100,000 people at WrestleMania. That would be incredible. Um, plus, they have seemingly been inserted from nowhere into the title program with them appearing at Raw. Um, so, I assume they'll be in it. And then I'd have versus Cesaro and Sheamus. So it'd be the club, Enzo and Cass, and Cesaro and Sheamus battling it out for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And I'd have the club retain. I know that everyone would want Enzo and Cass to win, but the club need to look strong. They need that run with the championship. Look what it's done for the New Day. The New Day now, even though they're not champions, are still one of the most over factions in the entire WWE. Make that happen with the club. Make them look dominant. Make them look like monsters. The monsters that they look like in New Japan. Make them look dominant. So I'd have them do it. I'd have them win. And I'd also have that be the final dissolution between Cesaro and Sheamus. Um, and then I don't want to see them tagging again, ever. In fact, I don't want to see a programme between Cesaro and Sheamus ever again. Because I think WrestleMania, brilliant standoff point, and then get Cesaro in the US title picture, get some gold on the man because he's just pure brilliance. He's charismatic, he's athletic, he's got a fantastic moveset, get some gold on him. To be perfectly honest, I must admit, this has kind of elevated Sheamus in my mind simply because I didn't used to like him. Um, I never liked him when he was world champion. I never liked him when he was in... I, I just never liked him, to be perfectly honest. But he's shown a bit more to me uh, whilst he's been with Cesaro. So, yeah, I'll give him a pass. Why not? But, in my opinion, he has got to be... Cesaro's got to be in some manner of title picture soon. So, get him away from Sheamus after WrestleMania... Have them split, have them fight maybe once more as a blow-off match, and then for goodness sake, keep them separate on the roster. Match three of the main card, and this is one that is being heavily, heavily rumoured, and it's one, oh my life. Okay, so it's Miz and Maurice versus John Cena and Nikki Bella. And I'd just like you to hear this. There's me banging my head on the desk because I just don't understand it at all. The Miz and Maurice were in a fantastic feud with Rene Young and Dean Ambrose. So why or why they've abandoned that, I don't know. Of course, Dave Meltzer has reported that it is because of Dave, Dean Ambrose and the Miz's inclusion in the main events at the Royal Rumble and at Elimination Chamber, so they've just kind of scrapped it. Why, I don't know. There's still seven weeks between, as I've said before, SmackDown Live and WrestleMania. They've got more than enough time to build that again. Rene Young, Dean Ambrose versus um, The Miz and Maurice. Uh, I've written an article on it for Sportskeeda. Check it out, sportskeeda.com, and look for Rob Goodwin. But, however, it seems that John Cena and Nikki Bella versus The Miz and Maurice. And I've heard as well, again, from um, Pro Wrestling Sheet, that, um, and from Dave Meltzer, that... This is going to be Nikki Bella's last match for a while in the WWE. She's not retiring. Um, she will just go part-time, which I think is probably right. I mean, she is suffering horrendously from injuries. She's still not recovered from the neck injury, so why risk it? I think she's improved massively as a worker. I just I don't think I'll care about the feud because I imagine it's a feud that's going to centre around marriage. 
and I don't care. To be perfectly honest, I just don't care. Um, I haven't seen Maurice wrestle in a while, so I don't know how that'll go. I imagine The Miz and John Cena would put on an alright match, especially after The Miz put up little to no fight at all at Elimination Chamber, eating one AA and then getting pinned. Um, but I just don't care. I really don't care. I know it's my WrestleMania and I'm predicting the card, but I really don't care. Um, and I think John Cena deserves more, to be perfectly honest. Um, moving swiftly on, um, John Cena and Nikki Bella will obviously win. Moving on to match number four on the card. Now, this is one that hasn't been alluded to in any way. It's a wild card. I'm going Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman, and it's going to be for the United States Championship. I think Jericho's going to drop the US title um, between now and WrestleMania. I think Owens is going to drop the title to Goldberg um, at Fastlane. Again, check out my Sports Keter article on that. I think he's going to drop the title to Goldberg so that the main event carries some weight. Spoilers for later on in the card. Um... And I think that Jericho and Owens will have a blow-off match at WrestleMania, the culmination of this wonderful um, you know, friendship thing um, that they've been doing for the last couple of months, which has been absolutely fantastic. Really, really good viewing. I think their match will go on. But I think that Braun Strowman deserves some gold for now. I think Braun Strowman will go in as the United States Champion. I think Samoa Joe, tell me you don't want to see those two monsters battle it out. That would be incredible. It gives Samoa Joe a chance to shine at WrestleMania. Yeah, it's not the main event, but he's battling for gold. Braun Strowman, if he loses... I mean, the chances are he's probably going to lose to Roman Reigns at Fastlane, which is irritating because, let's face it, Braun Strowman shouldn't lose to Roman Reigns at Fastlane, but it's Roman Reigns, so he probably will. Um, but that match would be utterly fantastic between Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman. Don't think Samoa Joe would do a muscle buster to Braun Strowman. I would love to see it, though. I would absolutely love to see it. I think that would be an absolutely outstanding match. I have no idea who'd win. I'd like to think Samoa Joe. I think the sooner he has gold, the better. But obviously, I know he wants, and we want as fans, we want him to be main event as soon as possible. So perhaps putting the US title isn't a great idea, putting the US title on him. But it elevates the title. Like Roman Reigns didn't do... Despite many people saying he did, he didn't. He did nothing for it because as soon as he got it, he started getting into the universal picture and it was forgotten and he carried it like a sack of shit. So, sorry, language, but he did. He carried it terribly. Um, I think Samoa Joe would elevate it. And then I think he should go into a programme with Sami Zayn before eventually losing it to Sami Zayn and then going into the main event picture. That is what I think should happen. Um... I think it would be a fantastic match to watch. So, uh, five. So, match five. Sorry, I've numbered them, but I've numbered them wrong. Uh, match five on the main card. I'd have Dean Ambrose versus Baron Corbin for the Intercontinental Championship. Baron Corbin looked like an absolute monster in Elimination Chamber. They booked him so well at that pay-per-view. Booked him far better than they did at the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble, I thought he was booked awfully. Um, I thought he was booked terribly at the Royal Rumble. He did nothing apart from eliminate Braun Strowman and then just kind of disappeared until he got eliminated. But The Miz sold Corbin, battering the hell out of Dean Ambrose so well. He looked 
terrified, refusing to come out of the pod. Brilliant, because it's done Corbin a world of good, which is excellent. I'd have Corbin take the Intercontinental title from Ambrose as well. Just because I feel like Corbin needs it. I think Corbin needs gold. I don't think he's ready for the World Championship. Um, I think he's an absolute monster. I think he is an upper mid-carder at the moment. And then I think in the next couple of months, he should be pushed into that World Championship picture. His promos are coming on. His wrestling's really good. He's got an awesome finisher. I absolutely love the end of days. I think it's brilliant. Um, I think this win over Ambrose at WrestleMania would do him a world of good. I think it I think it'd be a really good match as well. Because Ambrose can put on a good match when he's got the right opponent. Look at his matches with AJ. Not at his match with Brock Lesnar, because that was awful. Don't look at that. Um but again, I think that would be a fantastic match. Match number six, potentially match of the night. Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax, a fatal four-way for the Raw Women's Championship. There's so much that you could do with these four women. They are all brilliant. Nia Jax could look like a beast. Bailey comes off as the underdog. Um, Charlotte, the domineering, sneering personality. And Sasha Banks, just as Sasha Banks, the legit boss. Give them the opportunity to shine. Have this match go like 20 minutes. Okay, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Give it the time it deserves. These women can put on magic together as proved by the matches that Charlotte and Sasha Banks put on earlier in the year. Yes, it's going to be the same match if you just have Charlotte and Sasha Banks or Charlotte and Bailey. We've seen that so many times on Raw that we don't need to see it at WrestleMania. Give it some added flavour. So why not put Nia Jax in that picture? Nia Jax has looked like an absolute beast on Raw. Squashing Sasha Banks, squashing Bailey. She's proved that she can hang. Yes, she's not the greatest wrestler in the world, but with those other three women in the ring, look at the magic they produced at NXT. They can carry Nia Jax. I don't know who I'd have win it. That's the only thing. Like I say, I've covered myself because I've called this the predictions of the card, not who'd win. I'd love to see Bailey take it, whether Bailey's ready or not, I don't know. Um, I know she's just won the title on Raw, which is excellent, really good for her. She won't keep it, she'll lose it at Fastlane. But um, it's nice for the WWE to prove that they have a little bit of faith in Bailey, which is nice. Um, Charlotte will get it back, and I imagine Charlotte will probably win at WrestleMania, though it will be a fantastic time to end Charlotte's streak. Okay, Though if they want to keep it going, potentially have someone else eat the pin so that technically she hasn't lost. Like, technically, The Undertaker didn't lose to Giant Gonzalez when he used chloroform and got disqualified. Okay? So, again, there are ways round Charlotte not being the champion, but also not spoiling a streak. But I think that match would be incredible. And I think the women would put on a fantastic match. Now, now we get into the actual meaty, meaty matches. Now, I've just inserted this one because I completely forgot about him and I'm never going to forgive myself. I think that's horrible. But match number... Two, three, four, five, six. Match number seven. AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon. Oh, God. 
Shane McMahon is not a wrestler. And he's going to get offense in against AJ Styles. Explain to me how that is a thing. It's been heavily, heavily rumored that AJ is going to do a program with, um, with Shane. And, oh, why? AJ deserves so much more. But I just can't see who else he'd face. You look at this card and you look at the what's being heavily rumoured for the card and you just can't see who else he'd battle. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love to see him battle Finn Balor. But I can't see them bringing Finn Balor back now before WrestleMania because there's not enough time to put him into a storyline. If they do, amazing. I love Finn Balor. I can't wait for him to be back and recover from his injury and go back to where he belongs at the top of the roster. But... I just I don't know who else AJ Styles would win, uh, uh, battle, sorry, would fight at WrestleMania. So I'm gonna put Shane McMahon in there, and I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate every minute of it. But hopefully AJ will win, because if Shane McMahon beats AJ Styles, then it's just time to pack up and go home. <sighs> to be perfectly honest, because Shane McMahon has up there with the worst punches I've ever seen in the world. Um, but. You know, the man does death-defying stunts, so maybe it'll be a good match. Maybe I'll eat my words. Maybe it won't happen. That'll be lovely. But it probably will. Anyway, number eight. Roman Reigns versus The Undertaker. Now, this could be an absolute showstopper. It could also be awful. It depends what they do with it. It looks like that is what it's going to be. Roman Reigns versus Taker. It doesn't look like Roman Reigns is going to go in with any gold. So it's just going to be a match. And that's what Reigns needs. In my opinion, it should be where he turns heel. I'm sure that loads and loads and loads of people agree with me. I've seen things online, I've seen things on YouTube, in podcasts about how Roman Reigns should be turned heel. Whether they do, I don't know, because he's supposed to be the top face in the company, as we're consistently told. Um, I imagine Reigns will probably go over The Undertaker, which is annoying, but... If he does it in a heelish way, the WWE get a win. But if it's just, look at our top guy, look how he's beating The Undertaker, it's just it's just going to be awful. The fans will just disregard it out of hand. They won't invest in it. They won't invest in Reigns. In fact, it'll do Reigns more bad than it'll do him good. Um, Taker can do what he wants. You know, he still can perform as he's shown in you know matches against Lesnar. Not necessarily the one at WrestleMania, but he's he's proved he can still wrestle. I just hope that WWE do the right thing in the booking. I don't know whether, like I say, I don't know whether um, the turn they're going to turn Rain heels, uh, Rain heels, Reigns heel. Sorry, um, it looked that way at, um, at Royal Rumble, but whether they decide to do it is another thing altogether. I hope so. That could potentially be fantastic. Now, obviously, all these are interchangeable at the top, apart from the final two. Um, the next one I've got um, at match number nine, I think. If I've got it wrong, I apologise. Triple H versus Seth Rollins. It's already locked in. It's going to happen. Seth has pretty much been told he's going to be clear for WrestleMania. Hopefully. Um, they've given him that projection of eight weeks from the injury, which takes him up to a the week before Mania, I think. 
So I would say that he's probably going to be fine for it. Let's have this blowout now. Let's see what the WWE going to do. Because apparently they've said that they're going to go ahead with the program without Rollins. Um, but they're going to go on as planned. So whether that includes uh, pre-record promos or whatever, I imagine this is going to be an absolutely outstanding match. And I just hope that Rollins comes out of it looking less like the pathetic loser that we've kind of expected since he split from the authority. Because um, over the last couple of weeks, and at TakeOver, at TakeOver San Antonio, it was brilliant. When he invaded the NXT ring and that little interchange with Triple H, just got me so invested in the storyline again. I know that obviously it kind of burnt itself out and then just reignited with that. I thought that was brilliant. To take over a show like that in order to get to Triple H, I loved it. So I'm looking forward to this match. I hope Seth Rollins wins. Whether he does, I don't know. Three final matches on the card. First, Jericho Owens. It could be a main event. It won't be. Not with the two titles on the line and the stories going into these two titles. But it's going to be an absolute showstopper. Going to be an absolute showstopper. Chris Jericho is still one of the greatest workers. On the mic, he is untouchable. He's absolutely brilliant. Owens, he's got so much abuse since he won the Universal title. Completely unfairly, in my opinion. Um, he's still a great worker. He's proved time and time again that he can wrestle. That he is an excellent, excellent wrestler. One of the best in WWE, definitely top five. And his match against Sami Zayn against Battle, um, sorry, at Battleground was absolutely insane. So he's proved that he can do it. And I think Jericho and Owens would produce magic together. Here, it's the match that everyone wants to see. And the build-up has just been perfect. That um, fake breakup that they did on Raw a couple of months ago, that was amazing. Okay, all of it. I've just been. It's one of been. It's been one of the storylines I've been most invested in in WWE is the Owens and Jericho story, and so many people have said the same thing. It is something to be invested in, and it's going to be amazing. The only thing is, who wins? I I couldn't say at this point. I mean, my heart says Jericho, because Jericho is so over still at this time. He got a list over. He got a piece of paper with things written on it over. That is the power of this man. I'm going to go Jericho win. Um, I think Owens will go in heel. I think Jericho will go in face. And I think Jericho will win. And I think it will get an, an, an absolutely enormous pop from the crowd. Because everyone loves Jericho. Um, but I think they will put on absolute magic. If they do it right, it could potentially be a match of the year candidate if they do it properly. Final two matches. Now, I don't know which of these is going to be the main events. The WWE seem fairly ambiguous with this term as Raw are announcing that Goldberg, Brock Lesnar is going to be the main event whereas SmackDown are fairly certain that Randy Orton is going to be in the main event. I'm just going to say in this order... It could be the wrong way round. I don't know. But second to last match, Wyatt Orton. I'm not going to lie. I really wish I'd recorded my reaction when Bray Wyatt won the World Championship. 
I kind of knew it was going to happen, simply because the betting odds ruined it for me, which it seems to be doing at the moment. I don't know who's leaking this information, but for the love of God, please stop. Okay, it's ruining wrestling. Um, but Wyatt winning, oh, it was such a feel-good moment. The stuff that man has put into his WWE career. To come back from Husky Harris, look back at um, the Nexus and look at Husky Harris and think that man is Bray Wyatt, to come back with such a different gimmick and get it over with the fans, because everyone loves Bray Wyatt. He went through a phase of just nothingness, where the WWE just did what they always do and didn't know how to book it, which is seemingly their favourite thing in the world. Um, but he's got direction again. He deserves this title, and it the, now the seven weeks leading up to Mania between Orton, Wyatt, and Luke Harper... It's must-see. Because that storyline has been one of the most well-written storylines of the end of 2016 into 17. It's been fantastic. It's been one of the best-written storylines in um, SmackDown Live, with the exception of maybe The Miz and Dolph Ziggler. But I think this is amazing. I honestly, honestly think this is going to be a brilliant, brilliant match. I don't know how it'll end. I don't know who's going to go in heel. I don't know who's going to go in face. That is what these seven weeks are for. Um, I imagine Orton's going to go in heel. That is what I think. The only problem is that people naturally cheer Orton. Even though Orton is past his prime, in my opinion, he's still an awesome worker. Don't get me wrong, he's still amazing. Okay, And that power slam from the Irish whip is still incredible. It's so quick, the snap power slam. It's awesome. Um, there's no one in the WWE that does it better I mean Goldust's was really good but Orton's just amazing at it um, but do you really want to see Orton as champion again really I mean give Wyatt a chance to run with it see what Wyatt can do I'd have Wyatt win whether it's with interference from Luke Harper I don't know but I know that these two will produce magic together. Similar with Owens, uh, Kevin Owens and Jericho. They just, they'll know what to do together. And I think Wyatt is capable of putting on fantastic matches. Look at uh, his match with um, Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble 2014, I think. Look at the Shield and the Wyatt family at Elimination Chamber 2014. One of my favourite all-time matches. It was incredible. I loved it. Wyatt is capable of competing with anyone in the WWE. And I think Orton is capable of competing with it, as proved, you know, from his countless years of just excellence. So that match can be fantastic. And finally, the main event, uh, as I think it will be, is Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title. It's pretty much written that Goldberg is going to be Owens for the Universal title at Fastlane. Um because Vince McMahon has pretty much decided that he wants their final encounter to be for something, to elevate it to a main event match. Because if it was just Goldberg-Lesnar again, it wouldn't main event. Because, as we all know, Lesnar's going to win. It's fairly obvious Lesnar's going to win. It's pretty much accepted by everyone that Lesnar's going to win. Lesnar winning is the last bit in WrestleMania 33. No one's going to care. Because much as Lesnar is still a fantastic wrestler, his matches have become boring and stale. Suplex, 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 gone. So he, him and Goldberg have got to produce something amazing here. Adding the stipulation of it being for the title is a good start. But 
if they want it to wrestle uh, headline WrestleMania, they've got to make it an outstanding match. Whether they will, I don't know. Whether it's going to be better than Wyatt and Orton, I don't know. They're bigger names potentially. Um, they're bigger draws, especially Goldberg. He's over as hell. I just I don't know because Goldberg I know that is only contracted for three matches and I know that the final match is Mania so I think everyone is pretty sure that Lesnar's going to win but if they potentially extend the contract of Goldberg is he going to stay as champion I can't see Lesnar losing again to be perfectly honest especially as he hasn't got UFC to go back to now um, I imagine he'll get the gold and then he'll lose it later on in the year perhaps at SummerSlam and that's the card um, there are a lot of matches that have already pretty much been set for example the Triple H and the Seth Rollins match the Roman Reigns and the Taker match Goldberg and Lesnar's already locked in anyway Wyatt and Orton is pretty much locked in but I've tried to fit as many things as I possibly can in I know that some wrestlers are missing out completely, but there's just no room. With there being a brand split and with there being different titles, unless they, which is being rumoured at the moment, um, missing out some title matches, I know that the one at the moment that is being rumoured not to be included is the SmackDown Women's Tag Team. Uh, oh, I keep calling it that. The SmackDown Women's Title, which would be an extreme shame after giving it to Naomi, who is from Orlando... To then not give her the match at Mania is harsh. So that will be in, in my opinion. Um, if there's anything that won't be in, I imagine it's the tag titles. Um, potentially the Intercontinental Champion Championship. Potentially the United States Championship. They can take those out, but with the right people, you don't want to take them out. I mean, the only person um, that I would love to include in that, that I haven't included, um, obviously uh, with the exception of Finn Balor, who is potentially not going to make it back in time for Mania, which would be a shame, um, is Sami Zayn. And the only way I could think to fit Sami Zayn in is putting him in a triple threat with Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman. But putting him in a match with those two, and unless he waited for those two to beat seven shades out of each other and then take the pin... I, just, I, I can't see it in that match. Joe and Braun Strowman would be a fantastic match. Braun and Zayn, as proved by their matches, would be a fantastic match as well. I just can't think how to fit Zayn in. If you can think how to fit Zayn in, if you've got any corrections at all to my card, if you've got your own predictions, let me know. I'd love to read them. Um, thank you so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. We all really appreciate it here at Wrestling and More. You can catch us on SoundCloud, on YouTube. We're getting on iTunes, trust me. We are constantly trying to sort this out. We can't get an RSS feed for some bizarre reason. Uh, we've emailed iTunes. They've got no idea why it's not working either. We are getting on it, I promise. Um, look at my articles on sportskeeda.com. Um, and thank you all for watching, listening, and I'll see you soon.